Bible Rundown, Pastor Rob and Pastor David, we're on live day 23, Exodus, oh man, 7 through 8, and Matthew 15. 15, here we go, let's do it. David, what do you got for us? So, I'm going to set you up, Rob. The plagues do point us to some Egyptian gods, but they also come in kind of these groupings of three. And so, the first group of three plagues that we see, I think, are going to demonstrate that there is a limit to what these magicians are going to be able to do and that God is the one that is orchestrating all these things. They cannot be replicated. Uh, the next four through six, I think, are going to show us that God is the true God of the Hebrews. Why? Because the Israelites are not subjected to the same judgment that God is subjecting the Egyptians to. And then this final group of three before we get to the 10th and final plague is really going to show how hard-hearted Pharaoh has become that as the judgment of God is poured out against him even more harshly, he only increases in hardness of heart rather than really coming in repentance, which is what we're told that the Lord is patient with us so that we may be saved. Mm. And I think Pharaoh's just demonstrating he is truly of the seed of the serpent. But thoughts on these first four plagues today? Yeah, so these first four plagues, it's so interesting, though, to begin with, where Moses, the Lord says to Moses in verse 1, See, I've made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. And Aaron speaks on behalf of Moses. And so I think this idea of the prophet is coming on the one who speaks on behalf of God. And so when we, when we, when we see these prophets throughout the Bible, they're speaking on behalf of of the Lord Himself. Now, when we see these uh, these plagues, we see them against specific gods of the Egyptians. So it's interesting, like the the, the goddess uh, Hecht in, in the frog plague, number two, the second plague. The goddess of Hecht is actually a fertility god that the Egyptians worship, and God is sending frogs, and where does He send them? Into the beds. Hmm. It's so interesting that God even knows, and he's saying, I am Lord God Almighty over all the gods of the earth. The Egyptian gods are nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's declared when he throws down the, the, the staff and he eats the magician's uh, snake. It, it throws down the staff, it becomes a snake, and eats the Egyptian snake. He's declaring he is God over all. And I don't think that he's just doing this for the Egyptians, David. I think that he's doing this for God's people. And the reason why I think this is because they bring their idolatrous practices with them when they leave Egypt. And this will be a key theme is God is declaring himself as God above all. Therefore, he is the one to be worshipped by God's people. Should we go to, uh, shall we go to Matthew? Yeah, let's go to Matthew. And uh, Jesus calling a woman a dog? I mean, we, we kind of laughed about it, right? But oh, yeah. Th- this is a difficult passage and something that gets lost if we do not understand kind of, A, the cultural time that they're in, but B, what it means to be perceived of the people of Israel versus all the nations around them. And we're going to see it in the Old Testament. God is calling out the Israelites from Egypt to worship him in the wilderness. And he's going to give them all these commands that they're going to be separate, right? And that's where chapter 15 starts, is talking about traditions and commandments. And here we have someone that is far, Rob, outside 
being included in the nation of Israel. So she's perceived as being unclean, mm-hmm. but she comes to Jesus with this request and the disciples have an interesting reaction and Jesus just totally flips the scene on his head. Yeah, and so she's teaching the he's teaching the disciples something here and he's using this illustration of of this woman's faith is making her clean. Mm-hmm. And also the faith of, of this woman who is outside of the kingdom of God is being brought into uh, being able to be healed by Christ. And so mm-hmm. um, not only has has Christ come to fulfill the law and the prophets that was written to Israel as a fulfillment of all the promises to Israel, but now he's also saying those that are outside are coming into the kingdom of God, and this is a big statement. And in the next in the next story, he feeds four thousand um, in this group. So he's showing this same type of miracle, which we saw yesterday, that he fed the five thousand in a Gentile territory. Right, and I think that that's where we want to end up here too. Right, it's not uncommon for Jesus to test the faith. And prove through the request that the person had genuine faith in him, right? Right. right. The rich young ruler is going to come to Jesus and say, hey, what do I need to do, Jesus, in order to get in the kingdom of heaven? And is expecting the tradition commandment side to earn his salvation. This Canaanite woman, the one that's far outside the promises of God historically, is going to be the one that demonstrates biblical faith and is saved. Amen. Bible Rundown. We'll see you tomorrow.